When I was young, my dad filled my life with phrases. I didn't understand them all. When he drove the boat especially fast, we were going on a run for the roses. When a buffalo saber skated past his defenseman, he had blown his doors off. Sometimes my dad would tell me to take a message to Garcia. I had no idea what that meant. But that's kind of the point. Come out to the meadow, My dad admired his father in the same way that I do. For me, he, he always referred to me as, as his number one son. And he kind of, you know, he made me like the man of the family uh, at a very young age. <laughs> and he was all about respect and manners. My dad took so much from his father. In fact, Run for the Roses came from my grandfather. Another of his most common sayings was, go big or stay home. My grandma can explain. Do something well and do it right and do it all the way or forget about it is pretty much what his theory was. For me, it's about being conscientious, being thorough, figuring things out, and, and doing the job right. You know, you want to do a job better than anybody else does it. So you want to be the guy. You don't want to just cut the log. You want to cut it. You want to edge it. You want to trim it. You want to rake it. You want to do it right. And so it's a conscientious thing, really. My grandfather died incredibly young. I left behind a wife and five children, the oldest of whom was my nine-year-old father. The lessons he taught stayed behind as did his sayings, and even some of his funnier habits. He used to cook in the basement. Uh, he'd open the basement windows and cook out of a pot sheet. We had a right in the basement, and, and we had, it was like a triple wide hibachi. Um, and so there'd be fire going down there, but he was, he was a, he was a fun loving, you know, like I said, he loved life. I can picture him down there and in those days, you know, you just wore your, your white t-shirt under your dress shirt. He'd be down there in his white t-shirt and his dress pants, um, having a cocktail and, and uh, turning meat on the hibachi that <laughs> was smoking right in the basement. But it was funny. It worked. When my grandma considers the extra responsibility that my dad took on after his father passed away, the first thing that comes to her mind is that he began to run the grill. Well, the one that he picked up was cooking outside. He felt like he should be the one to do the grilling. And uh, so that's when I first got a gas uh, grill, you know, propane. And he would, he would do the cooking, like if we were having hot dogs or something. You know, to her credit, and, and, you know, I'll always remember this. Her and Betty and my grandmother circled the wagons around Sean being the head of the family and Sean being treated different. So she got a gas grill, and it was my job to walk out there and cook. Uh, as a young, I'm talking, I'm 10 years old, and um, do it right and, and remember to shut the grill off. Some, sometimes I'd leave it on for like two days, and I'd look over, <laughs> and I'd see like, oh, jeez. And shut the grill off. Um, but yeah, grilling was grilling was the first thing that, uh, coincidentally, right? He was cooking out of hibachi, and then then I got that responsibility, which I loved it. By the way, I love standing out there by the grill. 
This kind of responsibility carried over into all aspects of my dad's life. Again, he had prepared me for man of the family. You're the man of the family. You're the man of the family. It was, it was years in the making. So <clears throat> I naturally assumed all that kind of stuff. It was my job. You know, I didn't wait for somebody to tell me to, you know, put the storm windows up and take the screens down or cut the lawn or, you know, we didn't have weed whackers in those days. So you just, you know, I had a push mower. Um, I almost cut my fingertip off once with the hedge clipper. I snapped, I, I cut right through, while nobody was home, I cut right through, uh, almost electrocuted myself, cut through an extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> but the place looked beautiful. My five, they have always, since their father died, made my birthday special. They would get the Italian neighbor to make spaghetti sauce and, you know, enlist everybody to make my birthday special. They've always done that. My dad's independence and initiative came from some combination of parental influence and natural gifts. But it wasn't until Harvey, the man I would eventually call Grandpa, entered his life, that this attitude was given a name. Like, go big or stay home and run for the roses, Harvey introduced a phrase that would reach the grandchildren. Take a message to Garcia. Take a message to Garcia was from Harvey, but he always said Garcia. You know, Harvey always mispronounced everything. Because uh, he used to call Walter Klondike, well, I mean, Walter Klondike, Walter Klondike. Like, he never could, he would make a mistake and never correct it. So he'd say, take a message, take a message. And we'd say, well, what do you mean? Take a message to Garcia. So he gave all of us a book uh, to take a message to Garcia about the, you know, the man who took the message and saved the day or whatever. So the basic story is, and this was written um, in the turn of the century, Spanish-American War. President McKinley needed to get a, me a message to a guy named Garcia. And he was told there was only one person who could do it, this guy named Roland. And well, Roland put the, the message in his sack and somehow, um, you know, traversed the jungles. And uh, they don't know how he did it. Uh, he didn't ask, you know, where, where is Garcia? You know, how do I get there? Uh, can I get directions? He didn't ask for any of that stuff. He just got the message delivered to Garcia. Two weeks later, it came out of the jungle and, and the message was delivered. One of the key passages from Albert Hubbard's A Message to Garcia is, The point I wish to make is this. McKinley gave Rowan a letter to be delivered to Garcia. Rowan took the letter and did not ask, where's he at? By the eternal, there's a man whose form should be cast in deathless bronze and the statue placed in every college of the land. It is not book learning young men need, nor instruction about this and that, but a stiffening of the vertebrae, which will cause them to be loyal to a trust, to act promptly, concentrate their energies, do the thing, carry a message to Garcia. Well, Har Harvey used it, and I actually used it in Harvey's Harvey's eulogy because I was so influenced by it. And and you know the lesson is uh, take responsibility for yourself. You know, simple message: be accountable, figure things out, and, and get the job done. And you know that's something Harvey brought that to us. Harvey he he inscribed you know to Sean in the book, and 
it's just a book that I always want to have on my shelf because I think it's a simple life lesson that's just can really, really make a difference in how you conduct yourself. The message is simple. Don't ask me. Figure it out, basically. Don't ask me. Figure it out. I've heard this countless times in my life. And remembering to take initiative and learn by doing has been one of the most useful constants I've been able to return to. I do think that there's a flaw in this argument, though. In order to be the special person who could deliver this letter, Rowan had to have been given this same advice. He must have been taught to be exceptional and to be driven. So any credit I give myself for remembering to take a message to Garcia has to go back to moments like this. I said, Brandon, what would be great would be if you could paint the front hall. And you said, said, okay, Dad, set me up. And I said, no. If I have to set you up, I might as well just do it myself. That's the hardest part. you got to think of a message. Just figure it out. And, and, you know, I never brought, and you you know, I didn't go through any steps. uh, But ultimately, you know, you would always figure it out. My dad's own initiative seems to have come from the same place. Your grandfather showed him how to do charcoal and then the briquettes and try to get it to just the right temperature to cook something well without having it too hot. You know, it was, it was all something he learned very young. In order for Rowan to make his delivery to Garcia, Someone had to hand him the message. In order for my dad to become the driven and self-motivated man he is, someone had to put him in front of that grill and hand him a copy of that book. In order for me to be here now, speaking as if I know something about the world, my dad had to tell me to carry a message to Garcia, then take me on a run for the roses to celebrate when the job was done. Honey Jean